I once used defibrillators on myself. I put shards of glass on my fucking eye. I've jumped from a high-rise building using only a raincoat as a parachute and broke both legs upon landing. And I still had to pretend I was in a fucking Cirque du Soleil show. I've swallowed enough microchips and shit them back out again to make a computer. This arm has been ripped off completely and reattached with this fucking arm. Is that the brilliance? <laughs> Sometimes you try for the brilliance. I knew you would get it. <laughs> Sometimes you try for the brilliance, it doesn't get there. You just gotta go with the flow. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinate with Films. <laughs> we are back with another quarantine pod. So if you hear some shit behind me, don't worry about it. It's going to stop soon. It's it's neighbors because we're outside and we're bringing you another uh, episode. This time we're dealing with part two of the spy films. Yeah, we could literally do a part three too because I was thinking the other yeah, day. Yeah, we really could, but I think we'll stick with two. <laughs> right man, now. Even though we have done the five. The man who knew too little. Yeah, no, man who knew too little. Yeah, <laughs> man who knew too much. We do <laughs> Both of those are kind of spy films. So, <laughs> But Siri, yeah, hopefully Siriana. everyone... What's that? Syriana? Yeah, man, there's tons of good ones that still aren't on here. But we got ten more to bring you here that we think are really fantastic and worth talking about. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed the uh, part one of the canon uh, films last week. I have not enjoyed it yet. You have not enjoyed it yet? Well, you will enjoy it when when I get to it. I will enjoy it. Uh, An update for the world. Everyone's still fucking it up, especially Florida. (laughs) It looks like Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and soon to be Tulsa uh, (laughs) is having a huge spike uh, in uh, coronaviruses. So it's just when you think it was. Public people are wearing masks, tractor supply, nobody, including any of the employees. Yeah. And had masks my on. girl just came down from uh, south, and she said down south everyone was wearing masks. She, she felt came good up about from it. South. She came up from down south, and she said everyone down there was wearing masks. So uh, you would think so. You're gonna have some. I don't mind the bugs. Okay, yeah, that's right. You're from the farm. <laughs> you're used to bugs being on me, <laughs> on you. <laughs> uh, yep. So the world's kind of crazy still, but we're kind of kicking with it and seeing what happens. We're just going slowly until uh, and all this stuff goes away. But I wonder if this is the new norm. Yeah. Yep. I don't we, like people anyway. So. We were going to dedicate this uh, this pod to uh, to a really cool cat named Sammy, and now he gets no dedication because he show back up. Yep. Dave's cat went missing for like 40 hours, man. Damn, that's got to be scary. I, having outdoor cats got to be the scariest thing in well, the world. Well, he's, he's out. He comes in every night. Yeah. At like four or five. And you lost a lot of cats through he been wilderness four. critters out he there. He would have been number four. Ooh. So you gotta kind of and two take yourself out of the that whole. My thing. My wife and I got two kittens when we moved in together, like seven years ago, and then we moved to the farm. Our favorite one, Sweet Pea, got taken within two months by coyotes, and we heard the coyotes. The sweet ones always go first. The the males. If you can run, you can run. I mean, basically, the males are the ones that want to stay outside more than the females. Like Minnie doesn't care about going outside. Really? She she does, but Uh, she stays around the front yard. Yeah, doesn't put up much of a fight. And then when I call her, she comes to me, and we take her inside. Sammy will sit under a bush and hide from you. You have to try to know all his hiding spaces. I wonder if that's going to change now that he saw some shit. I doubt it. 
I mean, you're out the, all night and you're not used to being out all night and you're having eaten 40 hours. It's got to be crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine it. Yeah, I couldn't do it, but I don't live on a farm either. It'd probably be a little difficult to have a He's farm like and a not have He likes to... Oh, see? Justin's <laughs> not here. Someone's got to pick up the slack and get us back on track and you're doing a good job. He spies for Minzy. Minzy lives because Sammy does the uh, recon work. Yeah, he goes out. Don't go, don't go near there. <laughs> don't go near there. <laughs> Is that a protective dike at the end yeah. of the river? <laughs> Don't go near there. <laughs> I thought the dike was women in comfortable shoes. <laughs> Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Great Robin Williams. So, yeah, we've got ten uh, great movies filled on here. Two comedies on here, which I like. I mean, three, you can make an argument that uh, number, that number seven is a little bit of a comedy. Well, I guess eight, two has some comedy elements on it, too. Ten is so. definitely a comedy. Ten is definitely, and so is three. And three is, uh, but, uh, is a very Both big those, I mean, but even three has a lot of action on it. A lot of action, a lot of uh, Three was awesome. Great stuff. Oh, man, it was I so great. That was one of those movies that you would avoid for your entire life until yep. someone told you that was good, you know? And th- that was the case with me. I had heard so many great things, but we'll get to that. Let's jump right in. So let's, let's jump right in, man. We're going to go right down this list here of uh, fantastic uh, spy movies. we got ten of them right here. I'm going to have to do the Dave thing and get used to these bugs. we got some, what are these flies that are around us? Just gnats? Just regular gnats? They don't (laughs) bug me. These are nothing. Candy ass. (laughs) Come on my house. When they start picking you up off the ground. (laughs) We have spiders at our place. It's literally, I put my hand next to it and it's just as big as that. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no. I'm a, I guess I am a candy ass. <laughs> I'll stay here in my air conditioned house with bug freeze. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kittens and onesies. <laughs> hey, man, that kitten needs that onesie right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who puts a onesie on a kitten? <laughs> She's had surgery, man. Uh, e collars are the worst, man. Uh, all night long, you hear it like scraping up against door jams and shit like that. The collar, she had to wear one one just one full day, and I was like, man, we got to get her something else. She's not happy with that thing on. She wasn't happy with the other thing on. We put the onesie on her, and she kept falling down like she was drunk, like like one of those baby just pygmy throwing, goats that just learns her, how to walk. Throwing her equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got it now. Now she's running around chasing cats. But all right, this first one. This was a special movie for me when it came out, and this was 1992, Shining Through. It's special because I saw it twice in the same You saw day, it with me. In the theater. I saw but it I earlier. Saw it. I saw it earlier in the day. And, and then, then you came and told and me. And then I told you and Kelly, who you were dating at yeah. the time, and said, hey, I just saw the best movie. I go see it again if you guys want to go see it. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. So I saw it twice in the same day. Super enjoyable. I just lent this to mom, and good, she loved it. Good period for movies, too. So good. 92, man. 92, 91. Uh, 91, 92. 92 it, great thriller kind of period of uh, time. And uh, so this starred the great Michael Douglas and uh, Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Have you seen oh, this yeah. in a while? Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I remember it. It's super good, man. And so basically Michael Douglas is a spy, and this is during World War II. And <coughs> he's well, it was trying cool to, way they told it because she was being interviewed. Remember with having yeah, she's kind of a, she was like a really spunky kind of person that was just coming in as a secretary. And uh, remember, she she spoke German. She spoke German, and she was like calling out there. <laughs> Unless shit, you remember? ask the one dude that was kind of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh John Gilgood, yeah. yeah, John Gilgood thought her accent was horrible. Well, what was going on was she didn't know at first that Michael Douglas was a spy. She thought he was a businessman. She's in there, and she realizes soon after. All right, this guy's a spy, and their codes are horrible. Yeah, and she's like, and she. She's like, you know, when you're saying this and this, I know you're a spy, and I know this is code. And if you, 
If you mm. want to be smarter about this, you're with lands this. at midnight. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would say this instead of this, and then he has to almost come clean with her and everything, and uh, recruits her sort of, and basically recruits her and helps her and everything uh, just around the office at first. But then at some point, they end up losing one of their marks that was, or one of their mm. spies that was going to be in Germany, that was going to be like a nanny at a house for uh, what's Rich. his name, uh, uh, Rich, Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. And uh, she needed some. He needed somebody in there, and she's like, "Hey, I'm the girl." It wasn't even no. Liam Neeson was a guest at that dinner party. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, she, was so she was in a, it was another, another family. Yeah. Party. One of my favorite. My one of my favorite thing is to watch her trying to prepare that dinner party. Oh, yeah, you thought she was everything capable. Everything was getting fucked at up. At first, yeah. And like the the soup was yep. hot, and it was supposed to be. Jolie cold Richardson soup. was in this yep. too. She was really great. She was kind of her, her contact. So basically, he he said she. They kind of fell in love right before they left. Uh, he she left, and she's like, I could do this, and he's very apprehensive about sending her over there and everything. She's like, I can cook. Like my my grandmother, I can cook strusel like her grandmother. I can speak like a butcher's wife. I can do all this. I I can do this. And she he's like, all right, let's do it. He brings her over there, and he has to basically like send her to the wolves. And a, and he like goes away, and you don't see Michael Douglas for a, for a while, you know. And it's just her on her own, and her handler is John Gielgud and Jolie Richardson. And remember when how she's sending her uh, kind of spy messages back to the states. Yeah, she had to go to the butcher shop, yeah. the fish market, the fish or something. market. Yeah, and uh, the kids his, uh, were really how, is mackerel in season or yeah. something. She had a code word. Yep, and then and, that uh, guy would. Uh, but I remember the bratty little rich kids were. Yeah, yeah. Were fucking well, up her shit. At first, before that happened, she like uh, he would take like his hook and put a message on the end of it and jam it into the mouth mm-hmm. of the fish. Yeah, and then the the kids were being bratty. Remember the fish fell, yeah, yeah. and all the fish fell off, and the, she lost the message and everything, and. Uh, there was some really, it, it had a great build to it, you know, where the excitement just ramped up when you realized that she was way over her head. But she didn't really think so. She thinks she had control of it the whole time. So at some point, Michael Douglas comes out of nowhere. He had been gone for the longest time, and she's, like, on the bus, and he, like, turns around. And he can't speak any German, so he's got, like, a, a kind of a He a put a fake wound over his throat. Over, on his throat. Yeah. Remember he had that card yeah, yep. that said wounded he was in, wounded uh, in the war? Yeah, wounded in war can't speak, which is smart. But if anyone... That end sequence was crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, we, w- we won't spoil a whole lot, but l- we could talk a little bit about that end sequence, too, because it the last probably a half hour was super exciting. He was like, you have to be at like the airport at like this time in order to get you out of the country. He said, no matter what, if you get it, or you get the information we need, or you don't. And she's, like, super close to getting information. Remember, she finds the secret room in, like, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. Because at some point, she gets fired from that original family, and Liam Neeson feels bad for her, says, come to my family, you can uh, kind of... It almost seemed like he sort spot. of suspected her yeah, here it, and there and didn't, didn't really... Yeah, didn't really do much about it, but yeah. she finds the secret room and she's taking pictures of documents and she's just trying to get all the information before she can get out. But the Gestapo's on her, and uh, th- there's a great scene where they come for her at the apartment. Remember, she's got to uh, she's got to elude them there and uh, goes down like the laundry chute, mm-hmm. and then uh, they end up finding her in the laundry chute, and he has to like he, they develop this whole plan where. She's out of it. She's like been shot, and he's got to carry her onto the uh, the train. And all he has to do is get to the train, uh, the, take the train to the where the checkpoint is, and get over like the line where the Americans yeah. are. And he literally has to carry her over the line, and he's got to try to uh, pretend that he's this well, foreign he's general. Shot at, at the same time. Oh man, it was such an exciting kind of uh, movie, man. It had kind of a twist ending too. It had some good twists and turns in it, and everything. I, 
this is the one that I would I could suggest this to almost anybody if you're uh, if you're a fan of kind of thrillers and spy films and just uh, it's it's not as complicated as some of these other ones get. There's a lot of them on here that uh, that you really. Get. I like the complicated. I like ones complicated to ones be, too, to be honestly, honest with you. But you like, can't recommend those to just like that, anybody. That Tinker Tale of Soldier Spy is one oh, of the yeah. most complicated. ones. It is. I remember it was one of the ones I I've only seen it I once. Watch it twice. I, yeah, I only saw it times. once. And it was at the theater, and I own it, so I should watch it again. And uh, it was one of those movies that I remember leaving the theater thinking, I loved it, but I'm not quite sure what happened. happened. (laughs) I was like, I need to watch it again because it was very, uh, it was just the names, you know. And that's where subtitles sometimes works in a lot because it will tell the character name, colon, and then who's saying stuff. And you can really learn the character Mm -hmm. names really well. I've gotten used to... My girl a lot of times likes to put the subtitles on or I put them on because I'm watching a movie, like a loud movie early in the morning. So I'll just put them on and everything. And a lot of times it helps me. And even mom said when I've lent her movies, she's like, uh, I lent her Get Carter. And she's like, I would have not known what the hell was going on if it wasn't for subtitles. I said, yeah, some of those British slang movies. I mean, you think train spotting and that. Uh, shout out to last week or two weeks ago. Uh, train spotting is a good one. I can go with the flow. Yeah, I, I can need, go with the flow. I don't flow, need to know, I know everything all the time. <laughs> M- Maria uh, will rewind. Oh, yeah, constantly. Constantly. If she missed one word, what did he say? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You know what the context of this is going on right now. You don't. It, I need to know what that word was. No, you don't. My, my girl's the opposite. <laughs> Sorry, like, Maria. <laughs> she's like, my girl's like, I don't care. Don't rewind it. <laughs> all right, yeah, so Shining Through. Definitely check it out, man. Oh, this next one. This is the one we were just this talking about. One. This is the comedy one, man. This is the one we were talking about that almost always you have to be introduced to uh, this movie through somebody else because uh, it, it's a it's a Paul Feig movie who all his movies aren't uh, aren't always a hit. He's the one who did the new Ghostbusters. He did Bridesmaids. He did a lot of the Melissa McCarthy movies. And some of those Melissa McCarthy movies you could take or you could leave. Some of them are good. Some of them are, uh, You knew her way before I knew her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her. I knew her from Bridesmaids. That's the first thing I ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and she was... I, I mean, had never watched Gilmore Girls. Yeah, my wife is a huge Gilmore Girls fan, and uh, and Melissa McCarthy was, Plus, was, was big she on, on that. Mike and Molly? Mike and Molly. I loved her in Mike and Molly because I, I, like, I like Billy Gardell, and uh, great, funny show. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's really great at... She's really funny, and she's great at uh, kind of uh, the kind of slapstick humor and uh, physical comedy. But she was super sassy on oh, this man, one. Oh, man, she was it. sassy, especially halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. When the movie... Yeah. It does a switch. So what's good about this is... She is like, uh, how would you describe her? She's a mousy like, no, basement. But, but her job field, with like uh, assisting Jude field Law. agents. Yeah. Basically, they call them control. That's the one that has the eyes and ears on everything. Yeah, and she sits in the computer. Room. She sits in the computer room. And is like this guy coming on the left. Is yep. you know, go down this hallway and yeah, yeah, sneak yeah. through here, and you know. And she's kind of obsessed with Jude Law, who she's like partnered with, and she does the computer stuff and everything. And uh, at the beginning. He dies, and uh, then uh, they have to replace uh, him with in the the Allison Janney stuff. One of my favorite things is where she calls Allison Janney calls in Melissa McCarthy yeah. and when says, "I must guy? have watched this thirteen times, and I want to ask what the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> because she pulls oh, what she's she pulls doing the training, training. She pulls video? up her training oh. video. She's like, "I thought this was you were some mousy little lady, and then I watched this." And she plays a video, and it's a video of Melissa McCarthy kicking people's asses, flipping them over, and flipping doing. Over somersaults and, and like shooting people six times in the head and she's like what the hell is going on here she's oh was that me yeah i guess that was a long time ago and everything and, 
She's like, she I want to put. Yeah, man. she was a badass. She's like, I want to put you in the field. He says, I've, I've got somebody that's going to watch over you and everything, and then we've got you, uh, your own computer person back here, which is her fr- uh, friend, and uh, we're going to put you in the field, and you're going to find out what's going on. We need, we need to set you up and put you near this kind of rich, uh, bitchy heiress. Her in her interaction with. With, with Melissa McCarthy, oh my was god, my favorite parts of the movie that and the Jason the Jason Statham, Statham stuff? stuff. Oh my god, the Jason Statham stuff was some of the funniest stuff. I was like roaring laughter every time he came on screen because he he played that character that is constantly like bragging about stuff he did. I used, once used defibrillators on myself, <laughs> and he says, "I once jumped out of an airplane." then jumped onto a, uh, a boat, then jumped on the boat into a submarine. It's like some <laughs> real, unrealistic shit, and it was just the way he delivered it and everything and like the back and forth they had. But uh, Melissa McCarthy at some point almost blows her cover with that girl that she's uh, she's uh, was it? she uh, she saw somebody put something in her drink yeah and she goes up to it and that scene was pretty grisly yeah. I don't know if you remember no the guy's throat melted when he oh yeah so yeah, 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 she yeah. confronts the guy who put something in his drink and grabs Melissa McCarthy they go outside all the her bodyguards are there and that girl I can't remember who who she is but Rosa Burns is that Rosa what her Burns, name is maybe she uh, hands the guy the martini and he drinks it and is like throat melts yeah it just melts right on camera and you're like holy shit <laughs> so they're like oh thank you so much and she takes her to dinner and then they get the, my favorite stuff is on the plane on the airplane <laughs> oh she yeah which is like she goes oh, yeah, yeah. so she, <laughs> because melissa carthy is like very kind of mild manner yeah. she doesn't well, like she had a cat r- raise her, voice. her cover was some crazy oh, yeah. like retiree just wandering around Europe. yeah she was so pissed she thought she was going to be this super spy and they turned her <laughs> she into she had like, like a this. porn name like yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Angel or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah oh. on the airplane is when shit started going crazy and she she flew the airplane i love her interaction with uh, rose burns kind of uh, lackey Remember, yeah. He ends up getting killed on the street. Oh, when he, when he sh- she shows up, you and she's like, "You scared like him." <laughs> she just keeps belittling yeah, him. Shot. It's pretty funny. Oh my god, it's so. But funny, not as man. funny as the, when she's sitting in the holes in the airplane, and the things are plugging up the holes in the airplane, and then the two dead guys fall on top. Oh, of that's right, and they keep one like, of rubbing her all over. pants. Yeah, shatters <laughs> pants. Uh, it's it's hilarious, man. It, you go Non-stop into it thinking laughs. it's going to be uh, but like great ridiculous action, unbelievable action, unbelievable. Yep. Spy stuff. It, it had everything. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I lent Dave the DVD, and on the DVD, it just had Jude Law and yeah. Jason Statham on front. Like, and I was like, that's a little misleading what's going on like, there. isn't Melissa McCarthy? I, I said, Melissa McCarthy sh- clearly movie? should be on the uh, cover of this and everything. And her but, friend was oh, her funny Her friend was shit. Riot, too. Reminded me of the girl in that Fleabag show. Very similar to her humor. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't recommend it. The bad guy was good, too. Is yeah, he from, uh, from Walking Dead? Ne- Negan? Was that Negan? No, that wasn't him. Bobby... Something Cavalli. Oh, Bobby Carnival, uh, Carnivali. Uh, yeah, he's from. Uh, he's really great. He's from uh, Boardwalk Empire and that vinyl uh, show that was on HBO. He's re- he was also on Nurse Jackie. Super super funny uh, guy. So they got the right. Uh, they got the right thing for everybody in this movie, and which doesn't always happen for Paul Feig's movies. He's kind of got stereotyped as this, just the Melissa McCarthy guy, and I mean, Ghostbusters certainly didn't help. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. It was good, you know, but it wasn't. It wasn't what it should have been. It wasn't great. It's not going to be what this new one's. When does this new one come out? Well, it's kind of putting. Uh, I know Jason Raitman's editing it right now. There, it was uh, Josh already. Gad. You know Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two D's. He, he's been doing. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he's been doing this. Uh, 
reunited apart is what it's called so he's doing like these zoom reunions mm-hmm. for specific movies he did the goonies so mm-hmm. he had all the goonies on and then mm-hmm. th- and it's only like 15 minutes 20 minutes long and throughout it he's like oh you know who's coming to visit us now is robert davi and then robert davi pops on the screen and they talk to him and at one point everyone's on the screen well he just did it with ghostbusters and it was super funny like th- you're watching it and then all Rick of a sudden peck shut nope did not show up, man. They cannot get him to show up for anything. Everyone there, they got Peck. They got the two people that they were playing those mind games with at the beginning with the cards. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the girl doesn't hasn't aged a bit. And they really? were like, and they talked about that for like three minutes. They're like, holy crap, what have you been taking? Because you obviously she's <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> and uh, they they asked him questions, and it was really fun. They had Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman, everybody else basically except for uh, Rick Morenas. So, uh, but I. I also won't shit on the Paul Feig Ghostbusters. It gives some funny stuff in there, but you got to go in there realizing it's not the same thing. Like, the stuff with Chris Helmsworth playing that dumb motherfucker was really, really funny. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. All right. Can't have a spy uh, pod without some James Bond. One of my favorite ones. It might have been the first one we watched, you know? Was this probably the first one we watched? Because this is 1973's Live and Let Die. Now... Uh, me and Dave have always been big James Bond fans. This is the very first Roger Moore movie. And he was our guy. He was because, our guy. A lot not of because we wanted shit. him to be our guy. He was just yeah, he, out we grew when up we were, were there. Yeah. He did some silly ones. This one was well, like we the beginning. It, it of, wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a the big silliness deal. silliness. And this big. one didn't really have that much of it. Yeah. It had that sheriff. No, that, this was dark. This had a lot of dark stuff. Dark. That, and the voodoo stuff in this was dark, man. It had like all the great subject matter. Yep. It had the... Yeah, like you said, it was in New Orleans. It had the voodoo stuff. It had tarot card. It yeah. had young, oh, young Jane, Jane, Jane Seymour. 21, 21 she, years was old. Was she that old? Yep, 21 years old. She looks super young. Her face looked young. like powder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she looked amazing. And she, I, I always am amazed by her because she's got that uh, that one green eye and one blue eye thing oh, yeah. going on. Uh, I wasn't and they looking at her. They call that something. I'm not sure what it is. Our friend Andy has that one green eye, one blue eye. Uh, <laughs> messed up? <laughs> messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> Ew. You're, de- <laughs> you're defective. I would like to send this one on back, please. <laughs> uh, no, this was the first one, so he had a lot. It, it, it's tough for the, for the every time a new James Bond comes in, they got to really nail it. And I thought they did, and it was completely, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like when Dalton, uh, when Timothy Dalton and uh, Pierce Brosnan, they were almost like the same person. You know, it, they were very similar. So it was like, it was a weird switch when yeah. you, when it became them. But when it became, uh, because it was Sean Connery for five yeah. movies. And then Lazenby, Moore. well, then Lazenby came in for one. And then Sean Connery came back for Diamonds of Forever. And then he was like, he's like, nah, I'm done with this. I'm really done with this. And he gave his full, like, credit to uh, Roger Moore. He's like, Roger Moore's the guy. Roger Moore had done The Saint. They're like, he's perfectly capable of doing yeah. it. He was the more was uppity society oh, yeah. like, British. He was making tea, tea at the beginning and, and everything. And you don't, that's the type of stuff you would not see Tom uh, or Sean Connery Sean do Connery's all. more, I'll slap a bitch. Yeah, he, he's not. <laughs> and, and certainly Roger Moore would get kind of brutal with people at times, too. Uh, but... I thought what I loved about this it also was had the that Caribbean. It was it was like uh, in the Jamaican. Cari- uh, it yeah. was in Jamaica and it was in, in New Orleans. New Orleans, the New Orleans. And uh, it was very stressed on the voodoo thing. Remember, they had the uh, well. We should say the Bond villain is uh, Yafat uh, Koto, who played Kananga. Awesome fucking one. He also he played two characters. Yeah, he played he Mr. Had one Big with too. Mr. Big. Which watch it, rewatching it, we're like, how do we not know that Yafat Koto? <laughs> they had some masks on him. I mean, it did look good. It was a great moment at the. But then in they the had middle. the Seven Up dude. 
Love that guy, man. He was creepy as hell. One of the scenes that creeped me out oh, at the end. they painted the bones on uh, him? Yeah, they did the, and he had the sword the... in his hand, and he was getting real low. Yeah. But there's a point where Roger Moore shoots him in his head, and, he... and he's made of, like, ceramic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, like... And he like falls down, and then another one pops out of the ground, and that's when you realize the the secret kind of spot is if you hit the the gravestone with the the knife, and the guy underground will lower you down. Had one of the best, very reminiscent to Austin Powers scene at the end where they have the sharks. You mm-hmm. know, they had the uh, with lasers. The, they didn't have freaking laser beams, <laughs> but they definitely had the sharks. But they he he took Jane Seymour's virginity. Oh yeah, and then that made her lose her her power. She her had, powers. Uh, remember he remember he he, tur- he pulled a fast one on her, and he had the whole deck. Oh, you should tell of, her what uh, her powers were though. She she was named Solitaire. She was, she was clairvoyant. She would read with tarot cards, and yeah. she'd be able to see the future. But she also like, like had like, real, second too. sight beyond yeah. like that. So that it was a really and Kanango was mystical, using that. Yeah, it it was really cool the way they blended the voodoo and that because they're separate things. Yep. But yep. it uh, and it was great when they eventually kidnapped Roger Moore and that was the big thing he was like did you touch her did you touch her and it was like a big thing that if you sully her she has no powers and everything she had no powers and yeah he's Roger Moore man I mean he's James Bond he couldn't help it he died uh, a pretty horrific way help. too remember he had that gas pellet oh that was one of the best scenes man we should talk about one of my favorite scenes in this movie was the uh, crocodile scene oh you, uh, and you have some funny uh, you gosh. watch a lot of commentaries on these so. oh yeah and the making of it well they had that one guy in it because with every villain you need your sub-villain in a uh, Bond movie and remember the guy with the claw mm-hmm. hand yeah. that had the uh, uh, yep. He had like this metal kind of what would you even call that? It was a snips almost. It was it was it was yeah. like snips because at one point he uh, put James Bond's finger in the snips and was going to cut it off. It's like little finger and he was going to cut off. He didn't. But uh, at some point the subvillain takes uh, James Bond and he's on this like raft and he's he's giving him like a uh, kind of tour of this alligator farm or a crocodile farm that they're yeah. on and gets him out into the middle of the thing and then all of a sudden you realize that the, uh, the, the sub-villain guy there kind of takes off. And the bridge that led out there like sunk into the water. Yeah, so Bond is out all <laughs> on by himself in, on this like little island being surrounded by crocodiles and they think that's it. And one of the best stunts, man, and this is one of the ones that, yeah, you watch the documentary, it's really fun to watch because... Uh, the stunt was they had like six alligators crocodiles. in a row. Crocodiles. <laughs> crocodiles, sorry. Crocodiles. Uh, crocodiles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a deep cut. Anyone hears that knows that's from Yellowbeard. One crocodile. <laughs> so there's like six uh, crocodiles all lined up, and the, the stunt is that Bond's going to jump on the backs of all six of them all the way to the land. <laughs> Bond's split double. <laughs> and, and it looked awesome when it was done, but if you watch the the finished product, it was great. It looked, like, perfect yeah. because someone actually did this shit. And if you rewatch, if you watch the documentary, though, he gets tagged. Take two. Uh, yep. The last one Ugh. gets his leg. Gets his foot and just, like, puts his tooth right through his foot, and his foot, like, twisted, and he had to fall down. And he but had he to, got like, away. He got away, but, man, he got he got really. There's been a, there's been, I could do, we could do a pod on, like, the top ten Bond uh, accidents. accidents. Oh, yeah. man. That one in, uh, the one in the uh, Octopussy was the worst. The one on the side of the train where they didn't, oh, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, survey yeah. that chunk of area yeah, of the track. And, there was a... and the guy was holding onto the side and he hit a concrete embankment and yeah. it shattered his hip so bad that he was like out of the business and everyone had to visit him in the hospital. It was bad, really bad. Better one, I mean, better than dying, which happens in a couple mm-hmm. of these. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever died in a Bond movie. What's that recent one? Uh, oh, Deadpool movie. Tool, someone died in with on the motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure anyone died, but definitely gotten deep someone shit. Died and someone died in Mission Impossible, I think. Yep, Mission Impossible. Uh, View to a Kill, They uh, the stunt people got fired for 
they were set to uh, jump off the uh, the Eiffel Tower, and they wouldn't let them do it. Uh, and they had planned to do it, and uh, they said, we're going to have you do it at a lower thing and everything, and they wanted to do it from the top. So in the middle of the night, they went out and did it on their own. They were like, we're just going to go do it. They got drunk, the stunt guys, and went out and jumped off the Eiffel Tower. And filmed and it? Did it. I, I'm not sure if they filmed it or not. I think they just did it because they were pissed that they weren't allowed to do something that they were planning mm. on doing for months and months, so they yeah, went and did I mean, it. And I think they got fired off of it. They tell about it. I think it was B.J. Worth. Was, that was always my, my favorite thing about the Bond movies, if you watch those documentaries, is they have the same stuntmen. Uh, but then when, they switched when they one's switched a blonde one and was one's a blonde and one's, when it went from and then Roger the other Moore. Like, I'm back on top. Yeah, is, <laughs> I'm playing the villains now and everything. So, I mean, obviously the Bond movies are super famous for their uh, their great. Uh, oh, they're breaking into my car. <laughs> You've been we discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they found me, Mark, but they, they did. found us. Marty. Run for it, Marty. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming that's going to go off any second. <laughs> All right, James Bond. It's definitely one of my favorite James Bond movies, Live and Let Die. And uh, should I let that go? I think you should <laughs> pause it and we'll come back. Commercial break. Let's take commercial break. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Welcome. No need. Welcome back to Fascinated with Films. All right, I'm a little punchy now. All right, you do drugs, Danny? Yes, sir. <laughs> What's the problem then? <laughs> All right, this next one is one that I haven't, I did not see until a couple weeks ago, and I lent it to Dave, and man, it was good, man. Very good. Uh, this 2018's Red Sparrow, and all I had heard about it, that it was a great spy movie, and Jennifer Lawrence is in it, and uh, she's naked uh, throughout that was or the, something. That was the that, that was, That's what I heard about it. That's all I had heard about it. Uh, that if, if you like to see uh, naked people in spy movies, like, go see if it. If you like action and spies and <laughs> naked like, people, let me just go. You might like this movie. I'm just gonna go hit a cash machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit, of kind of what was going on at Red Sparrow, man? Because this was fun. I I tried to get my wife. Maybe I didn't ask. I don't know, but there's a horrific scene in the beginning. Yeah. So she's so this is Russians, deep state Russia. Yeah. You know, the government controls everything. She was a famous... She plays famous a Russian, and she does a good job with the accent. Her accent was great. I, I would have thought it was her. I mean, Jennifer I'm sure Russians probably are like, that's the worst accent level. ever, but... Yeah, that's true, maybe, but... Jennifer Lawrence, uh, no matter me. what you think of some of her films, and I love almost all Winter's of them. Bone. Winter's Bone. Was that Bone her? Was awesome. Yeah. That was Winter's her first Bone thing. was... It blew me away how good that she was. First, uh, the first Hunger Games. She was great was in that good. first Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, I wasn't my favorite movie, but she was good the in it. The first one. Rewatch the first one. It was good. The second and third one, eh. No, I could. I didn't even. I don't think I even went and saw the very last one. I I'm, saw the second one. I'm wondering. She must have. She only danced. She was, so Hustle she was a famous ballet dancer in yeah. Russia, and prima ballerina, which means until you can't dance again, and yeah. then yeah, nothing. So, what happened was, she gets injured horrifically. She must have trained to dance even that five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it looked oh, yeah, yeah. very difficult stuff, yeah. but she gets. This compound fracture Ooh, in the most stage, horrific way, in yeah, a, in the middle like, of a performance, yeah, like a packed like and so ten thousand people. Her watching. uncle is like a like a big wig in and the her Russian. Dad's dead, and her uncle's kind of looking out yeah, for her, and her mom's of. sick. <laughs> it's that classic thing, like my mom's sick. I have to take care of her. I need money, yeah. but I'm in Russia, and you can only do. But he comes to her and gives. Remember, he gives her the tapes yep. and says that the guy that broke her leg on stage wanted her to career to be over so that yeah. his girlfriend could take her place yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh. then she shows up with her cane in the sauna scene. and beats the fuck yeah like they're completely them. naked having yeah. sex in the sauna and jennifer lawrence just comes in and just destroys uh, them so and then so the uncle sees her potential 
And <laughs> you can be a badass. You can be I a badass. I could use you. So he he's sends her. Of, he's a shitty uncle. He's a shitty uncle. He sends her to uh, I mean, but he, spy he, training, but it's like more like court. Not courtesan, like it's very like po- uh, point of no return. There's a very point of no return element. Like to charm this. men, yeah, and through through through, s- through sex seduction. Yeah, seduction. They're, that's a better word. Uh, and uh, her her uncle really kind of uses it like your mom's sick. How are you going to take care of her? They're going to take this house from you. It's yeah, a, the ballet company was paying for the. The uncle could have just paid for it, of course, and taken care of it. He but he's like, I need you, so. You're gonna be this. He gets and it was creepy too because he he realized he tried to kiss her at one yeah, point. Yeah, he realized she's super sexy and that this might work for her if she goes to this training and she can use her to seduction to help the deep state. So that stuff at the school was really good. Mm-hmm. Charlotte uh, Rampart, I think, is her name. Yeah, girl from Dexter. She's from Dexter. She's also in a lot of Lars von Trier's movies. She was in Melancholia. Happy she has movies. a very she has a very strong, unique face. Um, droopy dog. She was in. Um, <laughs> she looks like droopy dog. Well, now she does. She aged she had, like, really. Dark, uh, the dark she circles aged really and the jowls. Rough. Uh, but remember when she was young? She, we watched her in. Uh, she was in Network. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that it that I we just so. saw her in? That she was in Network, and she was super, super young in it. And uh, she was with, uh, yeah, she was with William Holden in that movie. Uh, she was the teacher at the school and everything. And some of the stuff, like she told one guy, "Come up uh, in front of the class and all right, drop your clothes." Yeah, and without even a thought. He's dropping her clothes. And Jennifer Lawrence is like a little bit uh, timid at that point. Yeah. Not uh, not like a couple days later. A couple no. days later, she just drops her clothes and she like belittles mm. the guy. Uh, because the the woman's wanting, uh, she's wanting to break down their inhibitions and everything. And you're going to have sex in front of everybody. And that's the way it's going to be. Or remember that other timid woman that she tries to get her up in front of everyone and gives the guy, the, give a guy a blowjob and, and, uh, and she wouldn't do it. She starts crying, and Charlotte Rampart's like, "All right, maybe it'll. We'll try again tomorrow, <laughs> because you're gonna do it." <laughs> and uh, I, they probably could have spent another ten minutes in the school. Yeah, for my liking, just because because she didn't <clears throat> she didn't use it a whole lot when no. she left because she basically who was the dude, the American dude that she was supposed to go and make contact yeah. with? Who was? It? Is he famous? He, he's sort of famous. Huh. I know him from a bunch of stuff, but I can't. I'd have to right pull now. him up. I'll pull him up real quick. Justin, pull him up. Justin, I'll call Justin. <laughs> you got a lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> I got one lifeline, Justin. He's like, what the fuck is Red Sparrow? <laughs> God damn it, Justin, you're letting me down. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so tell us what he was, uh, she was, her kind of mission was. She was supposed to make contact with this one guy, but basically. Oh, Joel Egerton. Yeah. Yeah, he was in uh, that. Uh, that warrior movie and he was in the remake of the thing he's good he's really good i think he does a lot of like directing and producing too so we were seeing his element too behind it he was the u.s like uh was he cia he was cia yeah remember he was meeting some dude in the park and and the cops showed up and he fired his gun yeah so that the that's cops right, would chase right. him and not chase the other guy because yeah. the other guy was his contact yep. which, we should mention jeremy irons too jeremy irons yeah, was jeremy one irons, of the head kind of and, generals and uh there was one other famous dude. Um, I just had it up. Folded away. Uh, yeah. I won't. It? Oh, yeah. It was uh, the guy who played Caesar. Yeah. Killian Hines. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Really good. Man, a lot of really good things in this. You remember, I'll jump ahead some because I don't want to give too much away because it's a really great cat and mouse, super spy, and, and it's cool exciting, too. The, the The torture scene at the end with the skin. Oh, and he had that. Crafting Yeah, machine. that guy was creepy, man. God, there's, there's a point where... 
throughout the whole movie, you didn't realize who was playing who, or if Jennifer Lawrence, because Jennifer Lawrence started like sleeping with the CIA guy, and you couldn't. But they tell. had an open. They talked about. Yeah, but they you, knew who each other's were. You, you couldn't tell if she was if she was. Yeah, just that good. But that's the thing about spies. You could yeah. never. Tell, <laughs> yeah. You could never tell. You couldn't tell if she that's was just that good, and she was with Russia, or if she was really upset because she had every reason to hate Russia. I mean, they were going to kill her mom. They they ruined her career. That she had every reason to turn against them. So at any point, you thought she was going to go with the Americans, but then you also she would do something that you were like, oh no, she's still with the Russians here. But there's a great guy who's I guess he just does torture and stuff, he and he comes in too. while he, Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Egerton had just had sex and everything. And uh, she goes in the other room, and she comes out, and that torture guy had broken into the house and has got Joel Egerton. And Jennifer Lawrence just has to go through and, like, watch him get tortured. And it was a horrible torture. What would you call that machine? A filet? <laughs> it, it almost looked like a cheese yeah, slicer. It looked like a cheese slicer, and, she, and it was would put it cutting on their shoulder. a millimeter. Oh, my God, it's so horrible to even talk about. He puts um, it on his shoulder and he peels off like a rectangle. It's almost yep. like a rectangle of skin, a big rectangle of skin yeah. off his shoulder. It was like a cheese. Grater. And they did his leg and they did his arm and they were just oh god, it was horrible to watch. And he was just screaming his head off. These Russian torture people—they're no joke, man. No. So it was exciting, man, and it had a great ending to it and everything, and it kind of left it open for a bunch of different interpretations. But I, I, I thought it was really fantastic, and it kind of came and went in the theater and didn't get a lot of love, but uh, for a spy movie, it was. It was fantastic. All right. This next one, it's all about spies because it's got it in the title. Bridges Spies. Uh, the great Steven Spielberg, man. And this was one that I had gone a long time without watching. Uh, not because I didn't know I was going to like it. It's Spielberg. I know I'm going to like it. But I just, for some reason, I hadn't seen it. I thought you saw it in the theater, This right? has the, the special notion that this is literally the only movie I've ever seen in the movie theater by myself. Really? You've Ever. only seen one movie in the this theater movie. by yourself? And it's this one, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You've only seen one movie. I've seen a t- shit ton of movies. <laughs> I can never coordinate with anybody. I mean, back when we were going to the movies, when that was a thing. Literally the first <laughs> first and only movie I've ever seen wow, by that's myself. Co- that's crazy. Uh, it was good, though, man. It was good. I, I love that guy who plays the, the spy. The Russian spy. He is so good because uh, he's also in uh, Ready Player One. He played the guy who created the kind of... Uh, the computer program. He played a hippie, in. young and, hippie. Yeah, young hippie. He's very strange, and he's very, he was also in Dunkirk. He was one oh, of the yeah. guys that mm-hmm. had the boats that was going out it with the sons the, the, to pick up people yeah. in the water and everything. And he's very soft spoken, and uh, and he was so good. I love when they raided his house at the beginning. Remember, he's he's doing these messages. He's putting messages in like outside his apartment for uh, for somebody to pick up. Uh, it's part of a spy job. But remember when they come into his apartment and he's like in his underwear smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and he's painting and he asks, "Can I clean up my paints over there?" Yeah. And as first of all, you never let him. No, no one touch anything. If you're in, if you're yeah. a government agency breaking into someone's house, don't let him do anything. You sit right there and you don't touch shit. And so he's like racing kind of uh, his messages with the paint in his hand, so you can't see what the hell it was. And so basically, the United States has this big Russian spy, and you know, they realize the the people in the states were like part of this movie they wanted, is a true story. Uh, I thought it all was. It wasn't. I don't know if the names of I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that stuff. I don't know if the grad student was to real. Protect the innocent. The guy that got shot down on the YouTube. That, okay. Yeah. That initial scene. Remember that scene with yeah. the, with the YouTube yeah, spy was really, plane really got cool. shot down, and he was supposed to like. And they die. told him, yeah, they told him, uh, don't get captured. And they gave him uh, like a cyanide that, pill or something. No, it was right? like a, a a half dollar that had a needle in it, and it pulled out the needle. Oh. And it, you, he says, "Just scratch yourself with it, and you're dead." 
it, I don't know why they didn't do like one of the capsules and everything, but it was a dollar that had. A <laughs> He's falling at Mark. Yeah, and, and I've got to take yeah. out this thing and do it. Just <laughs> Your arms something. would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and they—that was what was great about it because they're kind of talking to the pilots and they're saying, uh, "If you get shot down, it says you're 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 basically you're screwed." I said, uh, "So it's cool don't because get, don't that, get captured." <laughs> that time period is the same time period overlaps with the live of others, which overlaps with the good with the number eleven. It's it's a cool period. It's the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, Post World War II, no one trusts anybody. No one trusts anybody. We're trying to. Everybody's trying to get all the scientists they can Spies from the everywhere. Nazi and yeah. di- information, disinformation, and it, it, it. yeah, a lot of people don't realize that when uh, we used a lot of those Russian scientists or, or German Nazi scientists yeah, for they good did our afterwards. NASA space program. <laughs> yeah, that's it's what was how, crazy that's about how it. How they built our NASA space yeah, program? It, it's crazy. It said, "All right." We're going to use you stupid fucks, but... Uh, so what happens is, yeah, during the same time they're they're capturing this Russian spy, like you said, that pilot goes down, and another incident happens with That grad student. student got detained because he was doing his thesis on something, and they... He's in, the, he's in like, the the square, and uh, they try to take that well, his girlfriend from Well, it was him. literally... The wall hadn't even come up yet. It was, it was literally, like... Oh, it wasn't even erected yet? No, because the first scene when uh, we haven't even mentioned Tom Hanks, who's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Remember that guy? Movie. <laughs> he, his first scene in Germany, the, they were constructing the wall. Oh, okay. And, uh, but it, it, I, it's a slow movie. It's definitely slow, but it, it really dealt with a prisoner transfer, yeah. what, what it would. And the, the Americans didn't want this Russian... They wanted him, like, tried, and they wanted him hung for treason. Well, they he, wanted to get the U-2 pilot yeah. back, but... Russia was like, no, we'll yeah. give you this grad student. And they were like, no. Finally, they got him to say, we'll give you the YouTube spot for them. But then Tom Hanks is like. He had to go through back channels. Well, Tom Hanks is like, the other guy. we want both those guys. Yeah. And Even though like, the Americans were like, no, we just want yeah. this guy. Yeah. Like, no, no, this is not that how that's going to work. They'll kill that guy. Yeah. And it was cool because I'm sure it's based on two story. That lawyer had a lot of shit. Yeah. He was. Oh, he, he, he was, was not the, looked. They hired him as a defense attorney yeah. for this. Russian spy yeah, yeah. to go through the American court system. And they were like uh, shooting into his house's windows with yep. his kid, wife and kids there. So his family didn't even want him kind of like dealing with this. Remember he had to go under like secret to Russia. His family thought he was fishing. Everyone thought yeah, he was fishing mm-hmm. because remember at the end when it kind of, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but at the end where all of it's coming out and you realize that Tom Hanks was intricate in making a lot of it yeah. happening. They're watching it on the news and the kids are looking at the mommy. says, I thought dad was on a fishing trip. <laughs> and they go upstairs and Tom Hanks like passed out on the bed like he hadn't slept in like 40 hours. Uh, like well, Sammy. he was sick because remember when he first got there, they stole his jacket. Yeah. He, oh man. Yeah. He's like, why are you walking around without a jacket? <laughs> yeah. He met. He met like a gang that like showed him but a direction. Pretty nice gang. Yeah, they showed it, gave him directions, but we're gonna take your coat now. <laughs> it was really good. It was filmed really well, and I love the stuff when they're actually going to make the transfer at the end. And he uh, he's talking to the Russian guy, which he actually forms a kind of a relationship with. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, well, how's this gonna go for you? He says, well, it depends how they greet me. He says, if they if they embrace me. Uh, um, dead man? I, I, no, if they embrace me, I'm good. If they just show me the back seat, it's bad. And I won't tell you which it was, but uh, it, it was great how he knew how the Russians worked and he knew how this was going to go. I mean, and he, he had, had the no option choice. not to get out of the car, too. Remember, because he said the other grad student hadn't shown up yet. Yep, yep. And they wanted to see if they would. They wanted to see if the Americans would move on it anyways. Yeah. So they were waiting, though. And that's what the. Uh, and he's like, don't get out of that car. Yeah. 
and he he said, "I got a couple minutes. I can wait." When they were waiting for the other guy mm-hmm. to show up, so it was great, man. I mean, you can't go wrong with Spielberg. You can't go wrong with Tom Hanks. It's an enjoyable story. It uh, it hits on all the notes. I loved it. All right, this next movie, one of my top favorite movies of all time, dude. Can you dodge bullets? Only if they're going very slowly. <laughs> this is a movie hardly anyone's heard about. Oh. You, me, and our cousin. Are like I the had this poster this. on my wall. Oh, I had it on. For, yeah, well, you must have we must given have it traded to me it. or traded it because I remember having it on my wall, too. It was like, uh, so it stars Fred Ward. Uh, the poster was him hanging and on. And if you don't know who Fred Ward is, think Tremors. Yep, Tremors is the, his big one, really. I mean, if I had to, if you don't know, Remo Williams, Tremors is the other one. He was Kevin Bacon's He's in some war friend. movies, too. He was, he was a ton of stuff, uh, to be honest with you, but those are his kind of biggies. Uh, Eric is a huge, my cousin Eric is a huge Remo Williams fan, to the point where he just oh, spent. I wanted them to go. Dude, they could have done so many of these. This could have oh, been a series. It is a it's a book no, series. No, I know, but they could have they been a movie series. They call them the Destroyer series. series, and there's probably eight of them. And so they thought this was going to be a big thing. And uh, Eric just spent $40 on the Blu-ray. I was like, oh, man, I want the Blu-ray. It looks awesome. It's got... They only made three thousand of them, so it's like minimum forty dollars, and they're going. They're always going on eBay, and Eric just dropped it. He's like, "One of my favorite movies. My cat's named after uh, Remo." He yeah. says, "I have to, I have to get that movie." And I looked. It has an isolated music score on it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I would totally fucking." I love isolated movie scores on Blu-rays. To be able to put the movie on and just listening to the score through the whole thing without the dialogue, really, uh, one of my favorite things in this entire world is the fact that Big Trouble in Little China has one of those. So if I, man, I need to buy. Remo Williams. I might, I've got some stuff up on eBay it had, later. I have it, to it was one it. part spy. It was like one part Karate Kid because oh, it had his. He was training. With it the was master. Guy Hamilton who directed it. Who is a Bond guy? He directed like uh, he directed. I'm pretty sure he directed Live and Let Die. He directed The Man with the Golden Gun, and there was another Bond one he directed. So this guy was very familiar with how to do those action type flicks. Uh, so right at the beginning, they they put a lot of makeup on Remo at the beginning. They had him a, a mustache and they gave him a fake nose because remember he was supposed to have plastic surgery. Yeah, he got. Uh, he he worked. He was just a beat cop, you know. But and he they, got shot. Or they, the the they, black guy in the movie came dead. up behind his. Uh, patrol car and dumped him in the river. They dumped oh, yeah, him in yeah, like the yeah, Hudson yeah. River and then they pulled him out and they've basically faked his death. And so the black guy is visiting him in the hospital and they they show him his face and he's like, what have you done to me? What have you done to my face? He's like, you're officially dead. He says, you belong to us now and everything. And uh, he's like, we gave you a new name. My favorite part is he's looking at the bottom of the bedpan, mm-hmm. the black guy, and it says like Williams Company. Mm-hmm. And he's, it said like Remo Williams Company or something. He's like, your name is Remo Williams. We put a lot of thought in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He says, you're the 11th commandment. Thou shalt thou not, shall not get, get away with, with it. it. <laughs> it was a very quotable And uh, very quotable, man. And he's, <laughs> Jun's got and he's like, yeah. He's, he says, we're going to uh, we're going to make you a spy, and you're going to be working for the government. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Bradley. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Wil- Wilford Brimley was the main kind of dude in it. Uh, and uh, they say, we're going to have you uh, take out this guy. One of my favorite movie scenes of all time. If okay. I had to have a oh, top give it, give it to 10 us. movie scene. So the black guy takes him, gives him a gun, and is like. Yeah, that's the scene I was just about to say. So go ahead. Yeah. Go, go. He's like, go in this apartment and kill this man. Yep. And then come out. Yep. So he Asian. goes in the apartment, and he sees this old, frail, elderly Asian guy. Asian He's guy. not really not Asian. Asian. <laughs> this I is, don't know if he could get away with it now. I don't think you could because you think of like it wasn't as like overt as. Do you ever seen Mickey Rooney do like Breakfast at Tiffany's? I didn't. He had like 
the big teeth, and he was very. It, it was so racist. It was unbelievable. Like the fact oh, that they, yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, they yeah, just yeah, pulled yeah. like Gone with the Wind out and not and next. not with Breakfast at Tiffany's because Breakfast at Tiffany's was. That was a really unbelievably racist portrayal of Asian people. Yeah. This one was very more respectful. It was Joel Gray who was famous for cabaret, and uh, he did a lot He's of Broadway a dancer, stuff. Right? Yeah, he did the, that cabaret movie and a whole bunch of uh, Nobody different is a uh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he did a lot of those musicals. So he needed a little guy. He's like five two and everything, and they just made him look like an elderly Asian guy. Yeah. But it wasn't a whole lot of stereotypes, kind of. Almost thing. looked like the guy from uh, from the Quentin Tarantino movie that was Pai Mei was training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. So he, Remo goes into the apartment, and he sees him, and he kind of shushes him, and he's he like, I'm like, here for walks your boss. through there, <laughs> and he goes upstairs, and he's like, I'm here for your boss. And he's like, there's no one here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how do you get out of here? The same way you came in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he suddenly realizes, And so he realizes shit, this is the guy, guy he has kill. to kill. So he pulls his gun, and he shoots at him. And uh, misses him, yep. and then he like uses two hands to try to shoot at him, and misses him again. Yeah. And then he hits in a fight in the in the Joel kitchen Gray with just him. Like flips, his his, grabs arm. his arm, flips it over, one handed pops the clip out, right? Yep. Pops the bullets out of the clip. Yeah. And, and then, then the black guy walks in, <laughs> like laughing at him. And then you realize, holy shit. I wasn't supposed to kill this guy. This is the guy who's supposed to train me. Yeah. And he's going to be my trainer <laughs> to be a super to spy. Is he going to teach me to dodge bullets? <laughs> and that's what he was going to do. There was a very kind of... He does of, it. There Later. was a very mystical element about this that he was going to teach you to dodge bullets. He was going to teach you mm. to walk, to run so fast that you're not even touching the ground. Yep. There's a point where Remo yeah. can like almost hover above the ground as he's running and everything so it's weird it wasn't very overtly done it was just subtle <laughs> eating uh, rice playing with my fingerboard <laughs> so a lot of it was just those two guys very, interacting with it, each other it was man. very uh it was almost a buddy comedy at some point that's why i said two. it was like it was a uh, like karate kid almost he's I, like teaching him how to memory that obstacle course oh yeah and he finally goes through it and so he's so fun, happy man. and then he's like do it again, and he turns the lights off. In the dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's two scenes that are super, super, like, people remember. Obviously, and this was a great time period for this movie being made. So this was 1985, and this was the time period it was the where, government was doing shady shit. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm just referring to the stuff with the Statue of Liberty having oh, the scaffolding yeah, 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 on it. Yeah. Because they were redoing the Statue yeah, of Liberty in 1985. Like, it, it, took it took like, like a year eight, and a half or no, two No, it was years. more than that. It was really? like it was five like, years. It was like five years, and they were just cleaning it. You know, They were cleaning all the, like, patina off of it and shit. It was, like, nasty. They yeah. were, like, pressure washing the whole thing or something getting it back to its natural color and so i don't know because they were the bond guys uh the guy hamilton obviously got uh he gets access yeah, he got access to it and so Some it was a great stunts, it was a man. great scene where remo williams had to go up and kill the construction crew no no he oh was, no he would just he was to, uh, practicing right. running around <laughs> the, the damn somebody was yeah, it was Literally. the opposite they t- uh the, and then the someone paid guy, that the bad construction guy with guys. Tiffany Tooth yeah. <laughs> went and uh, hired the construction guys to throw Remo William off the Statue of Liberty while he was up there. Great. And he was sequence. standing up by the torch. Yep. Like, he was not in the Statue of Liberty. He was, he was on it. He was on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these construction guys went up in the elevators, and the scene started. It was like a 10-minute scene of them trying to kill Remo Williams, and mm-hmm. Remo Williams just, like, They were, like, them. taunting him and throwing. They had this rope. Had that great and... scene where they get finally got to the ground in this there were they're laying cement down, and Remo just tiptoes super fast over it because now he can like he can be do the light hover. as a feather. And then when the person comes to chase him, he boom goes right into the thing, and you realize that 
the uh, cement was like eight feet deep, and That's they lost him. Remember that die, one man. black guy? He's yeah. just sitting there watching him go into the cement, and there's nothing they can do. Sorry. That'd be a shitty You're way gone. to die. Oh, it would be a horrible way to die. My other favorite part is the girl from, uh, do you ever watch uh, Orange is New Black? Oh, yeah. Uh, she plays Red. She's the one that, she's, she plays that was the on Russian, the range. Uh, yeah, she was the military girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite scene was they put him in that uh, that chamber. zero oxygen like gas chamber and everything. And uh, at some point, the the big villain, one of the, there's like several villains in this movie, but the big muscly villain was yeah. a character actor that everyone's seen in a bunch of different movies. He has, this, he has this diamond esque. tooth on the center not like just like on the dead center of his front tooth. So when he's Remo's running out of oxygen in this room, and the guy puts a an, an, uh, gas mask on and goes in a room to, to like finish room he, he wants himself. to finish him with his hands. Yeah. So never do that. Remo gets a hold of this guy and smashes his gas mask, and then takes his tooth. It takes his whole face and <laughs> shoves it up against the like glass, the glass, and then moves his head to the left, and then moves his head to yeah. the right. So the diamond, the one, diamond, that. yeah, yeah, the diamond <laughs> makes this cross <laughs> thing, and then Remo can just jump right through. I'm gonna call bullshit oh, on that so one. So good. But I that, love the. Uh, the music at the end when it kicks in with the logging. I was going to uh, say, stuff. one of my favorite parts was mm-hmm. him riding those logs down the mountain. It's crazy. On, on those the chains, wires. Man. Oh, God, it was, it was such... This was a at fucking the end the, fantastic movie, dude. But the other part is like, he goes and sees Wilford Brimley, who was brilliant in this movie. And oh, he's yeah. like, he's like explaining to him that, uh, you know, what happens if you get caught. Yeah. Well, Chun's got your number. Yeah, Chun's got your number, man. And he's like, well, what about you? He's like, I'd keep this little pill. Yeah. I'll swallow this little pill before I get caught in the black guy. So they kind of put in his head that maybe Chun's going to kill Remo. But, I mean, they're like father and son now. So it's uh, you, you didn't know if it was ever going to happen. And he asked got, him, remember? Such a great ending, man. Yeah, this movie should have, like you said, this movie should have spawned so many sequels. They were already had them. The books were already done. Yeah. And now, Talk about re- lazy. And now Fred Ward's old as hell, man. He's not doing this shit anymore unless he's playing the Wilford Brimley role and they rehash it with somebody else they could i i was always surprised they thought this movie was going to spawn so much that they called it remo williams the, the adventure, adventure begins, begins. yeah <laughs> little do we know that the, the adventure, adventure ends right here <laughs> it was a short adventure yeah <laughs> it was to choose your own adventure book and it ended super you got fast. to see uh <laughs> chun run across the water at the end oh, so great man I, I can't i can't recommend it enough and it's very hard to find too uh and they never play it on tv and like i said the blu-ray is like 40 bucks but I'm gonna drop it, man. I need to. Our cousin sells the Blu-ray for eighty bucks. He ain't selling that to anybody. I think that's gonna that's gonna die with him. It is one of his favorite movies of all time, and it, I watched it with him several times growing up. Me and my cousin have very similar tastes in a lot of those old '80s flicks. All right, this was a, another great movie. This next one, and it had a little bit of a comedy element it had in it too. A lot of comedy. In it. it did, especially with uh, the sidekick. Buddy. Yeah, I, I liked it. It reminded me of War of the Roses yeah. mm-hmm. meets a spy movie. Yep. And this was Mr. and Mrs. Smith from 2005. So at the time, real life couple. Uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. They were a couple at the time? Yeah, yeah, they were together. Uh, and just until recently, weren't they? I think they're, I, I don't even know if they're officially divorced. They might just be separated right now. I'm not sure. Maybe they are officially they're divorced. They're divorced. Yeah. Uh, and it was such a fun movie. They were both super spies, but didn't know the other one was Talk a super about, spy. Doesn't that make you a bad spy? Uh, it makes you bad husband and wife, too. You can know, shit about them, too. Yeah. And bad spies, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's you worse. Know about if you're getting in a relationship with a super spy. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun stuff, but they showed at the beginning their kind of monotonous kind of life, and they'd come home, and she'd make dinner and everything, and they'd sit down. What happened today? Nothing. And then we've, we've obviously out seen them. They're in therapy with, uh, yeah. with the... 
Who's the guy? Oh yeah, the therapy. Uh, damn, who is the therapist? I can't remember. It was great too, and yeah, a lot of it is told through the therapy. They keep going back to it several times. One of my favorite persons in this movie, Vince Vaughn, man. Oh, when he when no he's doubt. joking about living with his mom. Yeah. What do you guys say that for? She's a real classy lady. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at that. God, he's so funny, man. One line, oh, best yeah. friend, like old school style. Yeah, very fast talking, over the top. Yeah, like he made a mom, career. Out I'm of doing that. stuff right now. <laughs> Because he lived with his mom. Yeah. But it wasn't in like this, like, I'm a dork type of way. I'm not. He says, why? She, she's a great lady. I like to live with her. She makes food. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So he was like, uh, he was not he only was like Brad Pitt's Brad friend, Pitt's but he, he's like his handler too and everything. And uh, But so, then they they trash their house. They like finally figure out well, the each scene, other. Well, before that, the scene where that actually happens is that they, they're actually put on the same hit yeah. by... Uh, by like yeah. they're different people and it's in like the desert it was great yeah. Angelina Jolie was in this little shack with, like, like a sniper rifle with a sniper rifle and Brad Pitt's in this like kind of one of those duster mm-hmm. type uh, jeeps that you ride in the desert and he has the goggles on and everything and they show him going nuts through the desert on the little uh, like the buggy and everything and uh Angelina Jolie sees him, but not, doesn't realize it's Brad Pitt. And she's like, oh, who the hell is this shit? And then ends up shooting at Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt ends up shooting at that fucking house and blows the house up. So they don't realize that they have just tried to murder each other at that point, too. <laughs> and how did they actually find out? Do you remember? I don't. I can't, I can't remember. They end up finding out who's who. They, they In the house, they find out. Oh, in the house is what it was? Yeah, because yeah. remember, they start shooting at each other in the house. Yeah, it would... It's but an interesting then, movie because because it becomes like a different movie about forty five minutes into it. Well, they have to partner up at some point. Yeah, it, to try a lot to stay because they were just going to gonna end end their commission. That was some of the funniest stuff. That stuff when they're on the highway and they're revealing stuff to her. He says, "My parents aren't alive. Who who is at our wedding? They were actors. I told you I saw that guy in L.A. Law." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. And they keep revealing things through the movie after because at one point you think, oh, they're just going to be opposite each other and they're going to fight each other and they're going to kick their ass. And there was an element to that for a short period of time. For a short period. Like that uh, scene where he goes to that building where they think she's in and he's in an elevator and they blow up the elevator and not realizing that he's in the other elevator. So in the back of Brad Pitt's head, he's got to be like, they're ready to kill me, man. But it was really, it was Angelina Jolie's like, uh, she's got like, she's got like an army of women uh, working with her. One of them's Kerry Washington before she got huge with Scandal. She was like, like it must be the first thing I saw her and I didn't even realize that was her when I, until I watched it for the second time. But then, like you said, they had to team up, and it just became even more fun. Uh, because uh, every, like, half hour, the movie kind of switched to a different thing, but it was, like, an enjoyable thing to the point where they were like, well, we got to go against our handlers now We gotta because they put hits out on us, and we got to rely on each other. And they're, they, I, I just love the idea of them revealing stuff and, and knowing that we don't even know this other person <laughs> at all. Well, what have you been through? And weren't they talking about their scars or their different... Uh, kind of uh i drink to your leg you drink to my yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that type of thing i think they were kind of like i've uh that that murder that happened in istanbul oh that was me since that was you how'd you get home that late that type of thing so it was unbelievably fun man i really enjoyed it action packed too probably the most explosions in action in any of these movies on here except maybe that and spy probably are the two ones that had the most action involved in it yep i mean there's there's Certainly different ways to do spy movies. I enjoy 
both ways. Yeah, I do it both ways. Yeah, I could be super, super slow, like Tinker Taylor, or it could be like super exciting, like the Bond movies or Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And his next movie kind of was in the middle of that. It, it was more kind of uh, slower. And this was 1985's The Falcon and the Snowman. Let Almost me, nobody's heard of this movie. Really? I, I don't. I I've, I found people that heard about it, but they haven't seen it. You know, they don't I mean, know what it is. The, he. When did Turk come out? Uh, Turk came out probably the. It could have been the same year. So what he won I've the realized, Oscar for. Uh, he won the for ordinary people. Ordinary people. Yeah. He was great, and in he it was too. like eighteen, right? Or yeah, he was like he might have even been seventeen. And Taps came out probably yeah. around the Timothy same time Hutton, too. This was Timothy Hutton we're talking about, and uh, he was almost bigger than Sean Penn at the time, and uh, it's because this movie basically. Took uh, Sean Penn and Timothy Hutton were best friends since they were like choir boys, yep. and they had different. They were in Taps together too. Uh, I wonder which one came first. Yeah, that's interesting. I bet they might even came out. What I've realized in the last couple of weeks, if I had to pick one year that had so many fucking movies come out, 1985. We were doing the Canon Pod mm-hmm. uh, this last one, and we had 12 movies on the list. Six were 85. Hmm. <laughs> I, that was a big is, year for which them. Which is insane. Yeah, that must have been. But then I looked at number 86, and they had done like five or six on in, in 86. So they were just killing well, it. They in were the just 80s. turning movies. But 1985 was the same year as Remo Williams. So Falcon of the Snowman was a big HBO movie for us. That was the best yeah, time yeah. to have HBO mm-hmm. was like 1985. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they were just two best friends, but totally different paths. One was a drug dealer, Sean Penn, mm-hmm. and one was an ex. He was going to be in He's going to be a priest. He was going to be a priest, but then they he got left him a job. His dad got him a job. It was ex-FBI. Yep. Got him a job with the State Department, and they fast-tracked him pretty quick. And the only Falcon part was it was just a hobby of his. You know, yeah. he, he uh, you didn't even really need it in the no. movie. They needed it to match the title. <laughs> <laughs> we got the title. How are we going to work this shit in here? Snowman is like... He was the cocaine. Yeah, he was a cocaine guy, <laughs> and Timothy Hutton uh, like raised falcons, and he like to the point where he had him on his arm, and you know he put that little thing over their head, and mm-hmm. they would go, and they'd come back, and everything. I was so sad at the end when they uh, when they end up ca- uh, they end up capturing him, and uh, he had already released his falcon to do his run, mm-hmm. and Timothy Hutton wasn't there to get him back. Yeah, because they arrested him and take him away. I was like, oh my god, that's so sad. He's never probably lived out in that kind of area. He'll figure it out. I'm an animal lover, so that kind of sticks with me. But you know what's funny about this that that uh. Another another spy movie that could be on episode three would be uh, the man with one red shoe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That yeah. was the, the love interest was the same. Yeah, girl. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yep, like she was the good. Poor, the poor woman's Dale or Hannah. I yeah, call her. I, I looked her up too. There was something else major that I remember her in, and I can't remember what the hell it was. Uh, but I love Sean Penn in this. It was very reminiscent to his role in Carlitos I was way. Say that he, he, he was, was just kind of he's a, a scumbag, Weasley, Weasley like, scumbag. Paranoid. His paranoia yeah. in at, towards the end. He, remember, he, he was, was paranoid. Just, being a drug dealer, he was just in for the money and everything. And he literally just showed up at the Russian consulate, mm-hmm. and because uh, Timothy Hutton had information that he was sneaking out of like the CIA office, he didn't like how the CIA was uh, was spying on people and everything. And so he told Sean Penn, "Hey, I can get you this information if you can get money from this information. Let's do it." And it was almost weird to see Timothy Hutton be that cavalier about I'm going to give up kind of American secrets, my father's ex-FBI yeah. and everything. It, it almost was a little unbelievable, but this was a true story uh, yeah. about this happening. So I guess it did. And uh, this so he greed knows no limits. Yeah, he, uh, he he didn't even get that much money. Twenty grand. Nope. And he basically Timothy Hutton gave the information to Sean Penn, and Sean Penn just walked into the Russian embassy and says, "Hey, I got some foreign secrets to sell if you guys want to buy them." And I love the guy that he talked to. He was uh, he was the uh, he was the what's his uh, the terrorist in Executive Decision. Okay. 
Sorry, Justin. <laughs> Is that his favorite movie? <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's a sore spot for Justin because of uh, Seagal dying at the beginning oh. of the executive decision. <laughs> Every time I mention Seagal it, movie. <laughs> Every time Build. I mention it, he gets hurt a little bit. <laughs> but he played the, uh, the terrorist in that movie, and he was really good. And they kind of formed a bond, but I loved how he realized that I should be dealing with Timothy Hutton. I should not be dealing with Sean Penn because Sean Penn is a fucking loose cannon and he doesn't give a shit and he's going to get all of us caught. And the Russians loved it. The Russians were like, we got these two Americans that are just so willing to give us stuff. But at some point, Timothy Hutton wanted to stop. He's like, yeah, it's not happening. And and the Russians are like, yeah, that's not how this works. He said, we got you now and, you know, we're going to fucking destroy you and you're going to... I mean, this is treason. I don't think these two morons... I mean, these guys were like 18 years old. They had Mm -hmm. no idea that if they literally got caught for this they were going to execute him and everything so they were way over their head man but it was fun i mean it was slow and it was uh methodical but it was really One got really great 40 movie. years timothy hutton's character got 40 years and sean penn's character got life in prison is that what it was damn yeah. man yeah it was based on a true story it was a really phenomenal movie it was one of those movies that in 85 i never really got into because it was a little slow for me being like nine or ten years yeah. old when it came out uh, but when you're older and you go back and watch it, you're like, holy shit, Falcon and Stone Man was a really uh, great movie. It was one of the ones that I always heard about. It was very similar to, like, uh, it had that unique name, like uh, The Pope of Greenwich Village was another 80s <laughs> movies that I that I recognize the name of, but I can't remember much about it. That was the one with... Uh, Mickey Rourke was in it. I think I own it. According to Garp. Yeah, World According to Garp. had that interesting name that no one... Mom just watched that the other day. Did she like it? Oh, yeah. Well, she read the book, and I was one of the DVDs I lent to her. Yeah. Uh, That was a good uh, James Irving book, or Irving... uh, It was John Irving. Yeah, he did that book. It was a great... She even said that that was one of the ones where the movie was better than the book. Uh, So, Falcon the Snowman, check it out. This next one? Man, (laughs) super fun, man. This was such an enjoyable movie. It's got a great... Encapsulations of the '90s just through the music. The soundtrack, soundtrack was so. They must have paid a fortune to get. So this was uh, 1997's Gross Point Blank with uh, John Cusack, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jeremy Piven. Uh, Jeremy Piven was in it because Jeremy Piven is like uh, John Cusack's best friend in, in real, real life, life and they he puts him in every movie he's in if he can that's why he appeared in One Crazy Summer and a lot of those early early stuff with him in it because he was just trying to get his buddy work and when he got this that's movie he was that's like a good buddy yeah yeah he's a good friend so he helped him get this role in this movie and he was great Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit. And Mimi Driver, we should mention, was in this movie too. Really great in this. She was great. Uh, but, tell us uh, a little bit about Gross Point Blank. His sister was in it too. Oh, God. Joan Cusack. She was his... One of the best roles Joan <laughs> yeah. Cusack ever yeah. had. I want you to, want you to destroy, the, <laughs> destroy the office. I put a severance package yeah. for you under the seat. Yeah. Victory. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so he's a, he's a hitman, freelancer. Yep. He was in the military. He left this small town, Gross Point. He's not happy about being a hitman. No. He goes to a psychiatrist who's goes Alan Arkin. Who doesn't want him yeah. there. Don't tell me these things. I don't want to hear them. <laughs> And then uh, he he's kind of having a uh, what do they call that an existential crisis? Well, his sis- his sister, but his controller, yeah. who's Joan Cusack, yep. she's like, "Your ten year reunion's coming up. You gotta go. You gotta go." She's trying to push him to go. She, he he gets a job that's that's actually in, near in, in Gross Point. In near in was it Gross Point? That's a place, right? Yeah, place. Gross Indiana? Point was the name was the was name it, of the town. Yeah, was it Indiana? Yeah. Maybe something. Yeah. So he shows up and. Uh, before that, I guess there was a there, there was the, there's that great job where him and and um, 
Dan Aykroyd yeah. were op- opposite each other. Remember, he was on the phone with Joan Cusack, and he's like shooting the messenger, the bike messenger, to protect. Oh yeah, the people yeah, yeah. that were oh, getting yeah, in yeah. the car. And, and so he Dan shoots Aykroyd the bike came out with the two guns. Yeah. But then Dan Aykroyd was the doorman, and he shoots all the guys. So they were like, "You have to do this other job to make up for the." He's like, "I didn't know about Dan Aykroyd, but yeah. Dan Aykroyd keeps coming around." Well, there was another job he screwed up too. Remember when that he was. In the apartment above the guy, and he's oh yeah, yeah, that dropping thing. the acid. Uh, and it's like dropping this poison, like, poison into his mouth and into his mouth and while he was sleeping. Like, but the guy turned and it hit him on the cheek. Yeah, and he woke up and John Cusack had to run down the stairs yeah. and just take him out. And he, he's like, just to the point where he was like, "Man, I'm just through with these jobs, getting screwed up and everything." So yeah, he decides to go back to his hometown where he grew up. But before that, rewind, rewind. quick second. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is forming this killers union <laughs> and he's getting all the good killers together and he's trying to recruit john cusack he's like i'm i like working alone he's like who do you got already he's got i got those little russian girls oh the stabbers <laughs> yeah oh i don't like those guys <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's telling him you got dental with that <laughs> yeah he wants to form a union and john cusack's like nah i kind of want to do my own thing and then uh, dan Aykroyd's like oh you'll come around you'll come around and so then it comes, almost becomes a different movie. It becomes like a, uh, a a reunion kind of yeah. movie where he goes back into uh, his old town. His, his old flame I, who I he stood up to at the prom. At the prom. Was and, uh, uh, the radio DJ. He goes back to his old house and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a it's convenience like a, store. It's like a convenience store. Why he's talking to the clerk? Why are you here? <laughs> are you, what are you talking about? I work here. No, no. Why are you here? <laughs> but the, the, my, one of my favorite scenes is that clerk later on is like playing super loud video games yeah, with yeah. like... Like, he's listening to Motorhead. He's listening to Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, the Russian, the Russian guy shows up, and John Cusack's just hanging out in the store. He puts like a burrito in the microwave, like yeah. an explosive. <laughs> C4. Yeah, C4, C4, like how you would heat up a burrito. <laughs> and he grabs the kid. It almost looked like Flea for a second. It did kind of look like Flea. And, and he's like, you all right? No, I'm not all right. I got to get a new <laughs> job. job. Damn. <laughs> But some of the funniest stuff where, is he, where he actually goes to the union, mm-hmm. he ends up going back to Mimi uh, Driver. Is it Mimi? Uh, Mini no, Driver? Mini. Mini. Is it Mini Driver? Mimi yeah. is yeah, Mimi's Mimi, from, from uh, that one the other show. Girl. Uh, I'm thinking... Uh, Mimi Rogers. I'm thinking of Mimi Rogers. I'm combining the two. Or Mimi from Jim K- Drew Carey. Oh, Jim, I wouldn't confuse her with that, <laughs> that girl at all, for sure. Oh, you're fine. But uh, remember the bully in school was the guy who played Abraham oh, yeah, in yeah, Walking yeah. Dead. He was yep. like, the guy remember from, he gets uh, really Band drunk and he's reading him the poem? Yeah. That's really good, man. You want to go do some coke? <laughs> I kept asking people. No, but I, I appreciate the offer. <laughs> so, my favorite part was the little things during that thing when you could obviously tell the, the hot girl, yeah, like yeah. Jerry Piven had a... Like, she comes over and starts talking to, to what's his name? And Jerry Pimm was like, hi, Beth. Hi. And she's, like, ignoring him the whole time. <laughs> Jerry Pimm was really... I think really, that went well. I think that went well. <laughs> really next level in this movie. It was a it was a straight-up comedy that just happened to have some, like, action and spy mm-hmm. stuff in it. Because you, you realize going into this, and, he, and there's two guys that are, like, uh, Hank Azaria is one of the uh, guys that are, are hunting down John Cusack, yeah. ready to take him Well, he didn't read the dossier to see who he was... Remember? Yep. Oh yeah. He didn't read the dossier. He had to see who he was there to kill, and then by the time he did, he realized it's it was Mimi Driver's father. Yeah. And it was a great <laughs> scene at the end where he actually ends up trying to protect them mm-hmm. because Dan Aykroyd's coming into the house, and uh, man, when he hits Dan Aykroyd, he hits Dan Aykroyd with that. Oh, TV. With the television. Whew, man. But it was it had everything, man. This is super funny comedy. That the soundtrack. The soundtrack was. You don't even like, have to watch the movie. You could just get the soundtrack. It had like old Faith No More, like that original yep. singer. It had but that it had song like by that, them. Uh, 
Blister in the Sun. Oh, every yeah. like very every, like, like quirky yeah. Alice had Alice and Chain. A couple Alice one very nineties like punk nineties emo type kind of uh, stuff or like uh, British Explosion yep. kind of stuff yep. in there. Really good, and she played like a DJ, mm-hmm. uh, Mimi uh, Driver. So she uh, would be playing songs in the uh, thing and then be talking about them. So Mimi, uh, Mimi, damn, I'm gonna screw Minnie, her name Mimi. Mini, Mini, Mini. Okay, not Mimi, Mini. Like my cat, that girl. (laughs) Just think of my cat, Mini. It was really good, man. I love it. It's one of my favorites um, as far as John Cusack movies. I mean, I'm a huge uh, holds up. I'm a huge Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer movie, but my third John Cusack movie would probably be Gross Point Blank. I haven't seen it in a while. I'll have to go back and watch it uh, again. Uh, All right, well, this this last one, we're gonna end with this one here, man, because it's such a. it's such a, it's a, we're going to do 11 and... Uh, 11. Yeah, that's one here. Or it's actually 10. Sorry, I misnumbered that. And uh, this was De Niro. De Niro directed this yep. movie. And it was a long one. It was, it was like it. three and a half hours mm-hmm. uh, movie, and it was called... Uh, I was going to skip through it just to refamiliarize myself because I've watched it five or six times, so but I ended up watching though, the whole thing. Yeah, it's so good. Well, I'll let you tell us about it because you're probably a little bit more familiar with me. I remember different parts to it, and I'll chime in, it's, but this was 2006, The Good Shepherd. Yeah, and it had great elements. It it, it had so... Uh, it was basically Damon, the, the story of the inception great. of CIA, right? Yeah. Okay. And the Skull and Bones, it had that secret society feel to it as well. Yeah. But So it went through the whole span. It went from... Um, Pre-World War II, mm-hmm. all the way through to the to the Russian-Cuban Missile Crisis. So, okay. actually, before the M- Cuban Missile Crisis, the big controversy in why people think John F. Kennedy was killed is because he refused yeah. to provide air cover during the... There was an invasion in Cuba yep. from... That, we backed the rebels to yeah. invade and Train kill the guerrillas and... Yeah. yeah. And then, at the last minute, John F. Kennedy pulled the air support because yep. he was afraid the Russians would get involved. Yep. And uh, so that led all the way up to this. So it was cool. You got to see um, Matt Damon. A lot of famous people. You got Eddie Redmayne, who became really famous when he did that Theory of Everything. He played, uh, what, Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. But he was young in this movie. It might have been the first thing I ever saw him in. Uh, What was uh, Angelina Jolie was in it. De Niro played a character uh, in it. Even De Niro's buddy. From, uh, Pesci was Pesci, Pesci in, it? in it. Yep, yep. Pesci. Uh, this was like the last movie Pesci did before The Irishman. He did this, and I think he was gone until The Irishman came out. So De Niro apparently is the only guy who can get him to come out of retirement. De Niro, go visit Rick Moranis and yeah, tell him, him, him to return. come back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sort of. But yeah, this was it was slow, but it was really, really amazing, man. And it was uh, a lot of. I think it was mainly dealing with uh, Alec Baldwin Damon's stuff too. too, right? Alec Baldwin. Who did he play? He re- recruited Matt Damon for oh, the. Nice. CIA. So tell us a couple of like uh, scenes. In so this. the what got how they got him is he was going. Matt Damon was going to university at Yale. Yep. He was getting his degree in like poetry or something. And his thesis, uh, the guy that was doing his thesis, his oversight, mm-hmm. um, Alec Baldwin shows up and says he's he's working for a Nazi front. The war hadn't happened yet. Oh, interesting. So this was like 1938. And so they like, we need you to go, and he likes you. We need you to go to his party and steal the names of the members that were in there. So That was like his first spy job, I yeah. guess. Yeah, well, that's how they recruited him. They yeah, said, yeah. you need to do this for your country. So they recruited him, and then the guy got caught, and he got deported. And so Alec Baldwin says, okay, you're, we're creating – oh, before that, uh, De Niro shows up at his house and says, hey, you're a Yale graduate. You're in the Skull and Bones. We're starting – we're going to go and help the Nazi. I mean the British – 
where he's like, eventually we're going to get in this war, but we wouldn't want to go over there now. They need our help mm. with information and disinformation. Yeah. So he shows up. And this was pre-CIA. I mean, basically, this, this was, was the this was, this was the, the laid the foundation for the CIA. Yeah. Everything we did in World War II yeah. sort of laid the foundation for the CIA. So when he showed up, the British guy that he he thought was a Nazi front was his handler in during World War II, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was like, I thought you were. He's like, I was undercover and you ruined my stink. Yeah. He's like, I had those Nazis for two <laughs> years. I was in that job, oh, and then you, that happens. I would imagine. Yeah. So. <laughs> They he was working with Billy Conley, Billy Conley, yeah. like uh, Boondock Saints. Billy Conley? No, not Billy Conley. Billy. Oh, Crudup. Billy Crudup. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's awesome. And uh, so, and then the British guy ended up getting his handler ended up getting killed. Started a lot of big people, man. I mean, De Niro's got a lot of pulls. But so. it jumped back and forth. And what the cool thing was is they were talking about the invasion of Cuba. Mm-hmm. In in what's interesting watching this movie, we know how it ends. You yeah, know? they was talking about in. Uh, God, who's a another famous actor who was great, and I can't remember was was one of the CIA contacts. I look him up. Uh, tall guy, blonde hair. He was also in Syriana. Go ahead, I'm, I'm and, looking. And up. so Eddie Romaine ends up. Michael Gambon's in this. No, nope. uh, William Hurt. Hurt. Yeah, Timothy yeah. Hutton's in it. Yep. So. Uh, William Hurt and uh, Matt Damon are talking about the invasion of Cuba, about the air cover, and about all this stuff. And Eddie Romaine was taking a bath in the pool house and heard it, right? And then Matt Damon's like, did you hear anything? He's like, no. And he's like, if you did, it has to stay in this room. Yeah. This is his son. Yeah. Yeah. So the cool part of this whole thing is for the last half of the movie, they brought Matt Damon this recording Mm -hmm. of... A spy that they thought that helped the Cubans take o- succeed during that takeover. Mm-hmm. So they were they were trying to figure out where this was. So finally, he figures out it was his son that gave his new girlfriend Oof. the information. Not good. And the Russians like came to Matt Damon and it was like, "We got you now." Yeah. He's like. We can. We'll save your son. We'll save his girlfriend. She loves him. They want. He's like, all you gotta do is do me a favor when I need you down the line. And and Matt Damon's like, fuck no. Yep. He's like, you know, I'll protect my son, but he was like, she was seen in the airplane. We we should tell tell the scene in the airplane, man. Because that's that's the scene. Romaine is gonna get married to this French, yeah, beautiful uh, woman, and she she used him, but then fell in love with him. Yeah. And so she was in like North Africa, like Algeria or somewhere. Yeah. And so she's going to fly to the U S and get married. Yeah. So she gets on this cargo plane and you never saw this coming. No, actually you see remain in, in, and Julia Jolie's helping him with his tuxedo. Yeah, it's going to happen in a matter of hours. Right? Hours, yeah. yeah. And you see the plane going over the, over the Atlantic and all of a sudden the pilots come back and grab his girlfriend and, Throw her out. Toss her twenty thousand right feet out of the airplane. Right the airplane. Yeah, you, you're watching. It, you're going like, holy fuck. And then like the, they did it sort of like. Was he it receives. On, a, was it the, on the order of Matt Damon or just Matt Damon wasn't gonna? Matt her? Damon wasn't gonna protect yeah, her, okay. so the Russians had to get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't want her to defect, obviously, to yeah, the yeah, U.S. Yeah, yeah. If, so if they was, didn't have, it was one of those tough decisions that Matt Damon. I don't even know was, if it was a tough decision for would, him. He was a patriot through this whole movie, yeah, yeah. and you can't have that. I mean, he's lucky his son didn't yeah. get chucked out of an yep. airplane. You know, really. 
And man, yeah, it was a powerful movie. And it was also one of those movies. I, I think a lot of people avoided it because of how long it was. And you can't do that, man. There's some I really mean, great I, I like movies. to think that these Watch movies two have parts, their you know? audience and the audience appreciates and they just they uh, they literally stay true to their audience. Yeah, and I mean, it, this is a one that tells a really great true story. I mean, how true it goes because it's a secret kind of. <laughs> when you're dealing with anything with the CIA, you got to kind of. Well, take it was it with funny because because De Niro was trying to explain him. He's like, okay, we want to have something in the U.S., but he's like, it has to have civilian oversight. Yeah. CIA is a civilian. Yeah. It's like, well, how are we going to be covert yep. and have the civilian he said oversight? Their, their name's not on the building, man. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have your name on your building if you're the CIA. That's true. Yeah, you, you got to be kind of super secretive about it, and uh, I think that's the reason uh, Trump has such a problem with them because of uh, <coughs> how secretive they are and what they have to do to keep the country running. I it's mean, almost like it's almost like there's a force that that balances things out in the world. Yeah. And if you knew about them, you wouldn't like it. But yeah. you need them. Yeah. It's almost like that speech from, uh, you need me on that oh, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the Colonel Jessup from Few yeah. Good Men. You, you need us on that wall. You, you, you want, want me on that you wall. You need me wall. on that wall. But then it's when just, you hear about my crimes, then you throw it back yeah. in my face. There's stuff done that'll make you puke, but you don't yeah. really uh, want to know about it. I mean, I'm and, okay with it. I mean, to a certain extent, you kind of got to understand that that kind of stuff is going on. And you have, I mean, and you have to take the good with the bad. And you have to have the right people kind of involved in it that are looking at country over. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we do horrible shit around the world. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Overthrow there's, governments there's, there's and there's assassinate no people and s- sell drugs. Just for the record, to buy I have arms. a wildly different opinion than Dave. <laughs> so make sure you come for Dave, him first. Dave, that was Justin. What are you talking about? <laughs> Damn, Justin. Why would you say such horrible things about the Russians and the Americans? <laughs> <laughs> get him taken out <laughs> oh god man yeah they, so if you want a, a great kind of history lesson of the cia and uh the, there's a lot of great movies and like you said i guess we, we might have to do a third one down the line do a third one it wouldn't even have to be down the line yeah we, we could and a couple more that's how the second one started we got to, we got in the middle of the first one saying damn we should have done the second one well during the second one we might have to do a third one because you, you forget how many great spy movies there are out there and i i literally could name five or six of them right now that we haven't mm-hmm. done so it's uh so we might have to actually do that so <clears throat> that'll be it for the spy number two we're gonna do canon number two next week and super fun movies on that list this is when john claude van damme enters the picture so we get a lot of oh, great van damme shit. movies and still chuck norris and uh and uh charles bronson and everything <laughs> he was voted the creepiest who's this john claude van damme oh that's right they interviewed all the that. vjs for yeah. that spring break oh yeah that they used to do every year yeah. and they were like who is the creepiest celebrity you ever had come on there and like Everybody said him without even talking to, to each other. They didn't have to think about it. <laughs> oh, Van Damme, no doubt. Yeah, Van Damme. <laughs> oh, they asked funny. him who got the most chicks, Yeah, and it was Polly Shore. Yeah. Well, Polly Shore has been in the business forever because I, I his mom, I, his mom is the kind. Of, she created the comedy store she in, just died in L.A. Like last year, or the year before. Yeah, maybe. she did die, in, but she was like a. Uh, you listen to the Rogan podcast; they talk about her a lot and all the great now, stories. Was her back. name Minnie or the, Mimi? Um. Uh, Damn, it was one of those. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Mimi. <laughs> Mimi Shore or Minzy Shore? Minzy. Minzy. It was a Minzy Shore? Minzy. Damn, man, that name just comes up. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't stick with me. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got some canon next week, and then we have our, our, our big wild card, and then we have a character actor pod coming up, which I'm super excited with the character actors that I came up with, man. Florida's going to go under another lockdown. So yeah, they yeah. definitely will go under another lockdown, so we might we have to be pushing the, the – uh, we might have to push these quarantine episodes a little bit longer, and uh, and which is fine. I mean, they're coming out really well, and the nice these nice 
nice condensed episodes. But there's something to say about all of us being at the table again. We haven't been at the table again since uh, it's been like five or six March. weeks. Was it March? Like what was the last episode? Do we even remember where we were all together? It was mid-March. We played video games for the last time on the 15th of March. Oh, wow. Damn, man. Yeah, so 15th of March, and it's it's just past the 15th of uh, June. Oh, you so know what I found out? April, May, just three months. Wow. There's another conflict after Global Terror. Is there? Yeah. Huh. For PS2, or was it on it, a different it, system? It was on, it was on a different system, and it, you would have to just buy that, and it's only on that system. Huh, interesting. And you would have to buy that yeah. system. That, PS5 is about to come out. I don't know if that's what that'll play or what that'll be. I'm not into Eric's playing these new games and he's telling me about these new. He says the game he's playing now is the best game he's ever played, and I have no idea what the hell yeah. it even is. Like I, I'm Red so Dead um, Redemption. I, no, or it's similar to that or something. I I wonder what the hell it was even called. Let me. I can look and tell I don't need all to get you, lost. All you gamers. I don't need to get lost in the world of video games. I I play enough with the with the squad army games. Last of Us Two is the name of the game. Sounds like And he showed me an image of it, and I was like, that's not a movie because that's how freaking realistic yeah. these games yeah, are yeah, now. Yeah. I'm just so ignorant when it comes to modern games. But uh, I like Qbert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's me, man. I'll play some Frogger right now. I'm going to go in, we'll play some Frogger. <laughs> so what do you do? You hop across the street. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm in. <laughs> I do. I, I play old Nintendo games and old Super NES games, and that's basically as far as I go. If you want to get complicated, you can put on... Uh, put some PS2 on. You but, can put on... What was that one zombie movie? The one where you had to do all the puzzles, like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, man, those games are awesome a lot too. of puzzles yeah. you had. To those solve. are super popular right now. That uh, the old ones. N sixty four and the GameCube. GameCube is super popular right now. Eric says you can barely get one those of my games. favorite games is on GameCube. It's Army Men. Oh yeah, the, plastic, like the plastic Army, Army Men. Yeah. So you literally had to like you were in a sandbox, a child's sandbox, yeah. and you had to go and send your mining trucks out to mine plastic yeah. to make more Army Men and helicopters. So it was almost acknowledging the fact they were plastic. Grab things. a GameCube now because they're getting hard yeah. to get. It's it's weird how the different the years are just it's just flowing because kids mm-hmm. are now adults and they want to like raise their kids on the games that they were in. So reminds now we're in of, the GameCube. Reminds time. me of uh, what was it? Back to the Future Two. Yeah, and he's like that's child. That's child's play. <laughs> Wild Gunman. <laughs> you gotta use your hands. <laughs> All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, you check us out on Facebook, Don't. where we no no do it do it. Uh, where we list our pictures every week and uh, tell you what episodes are about to drop. You can also leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, which are our two platforms. Or if you want to shoot us an email, it's fascinatingfilms at gmail and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, but like I said, next week, canon part two. Then we've got some uh, some character actors. We're going to have spy number three. And uh, then we've I've got a list that goes all the way to the end of the year. I think we should year. do undercover. Undercover, huh? I, mean, I guess we could go really deep and go... Uh, deep undercover movies mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll do a list and see how many it can i can produce from that uh but we like i said we got character actors coming up another slew of great character actors but uh we're definitely not short of uh topics and stuff to talk about so throughout this uh quarantine or the second quarantine that we're about to happen if you can believe it or not uh we will be there to entertain you so if we make it if we make it yeah <laughs> uh, we will plug justin in if dave go, goes out dave go, uh, justin goes out dave goes in so you know we, yeah. we got somebody we got an extra <laughs> what was that great seth rogan uh that mall cop movie where it's seth rogan that oh, observer yeah, yeah. report where he's got the two asian guys yeah, yeah. you guys are my infantry if one of you drops i got another one it's <laughs> exactly how it is with fast with f- films oh that movie was funny <laughs> <laughs> michael pena yeah <laughs> really great all right so until next week See ya. Later. The little, uh, the dwarf, uh, made the stoppers.
Queens at a hotel hip, you know. 